This is an AMI podcast. I'm Joyita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. Thousands of people with disabilities could find gainful work if they are provided with opportunities to develop their skills and have access to capital. Self-employment and entrepreneurship can be a viable and valuable option for people with disabilities who want to enter the job market on their own terms. Entrepreneurship also provides the unique opportunity for people with disabilities to design something from the ground up, rather than try and fit into existing company or corporate culture. And if the company is also a passion project, well, if you love what you do, you don't do a day's work, or so the saying goes. Many entrepreneurs with disabilities have also reflected on the joy of paying it forward by creating inclusive employment opportunities and giving back meaningfully to the disability community. Today, we discuss disability and entrepreneurship. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. I'm Joyita Gupta. I have to say, I have a lot of respect for anyone who owns their own business, especially if that person has a, a disability. I am... As many of you know, a a very cautious person. And so just the idea of taking a risk and putting myself out there is very daunting. However, a new AMI-TV series in its debut season is talking to Canadians with disabilities who are doing exactly that by talking to entrepreneurs about their journey. The show is called Mind Your Own Business, and it is hosted by the incomparable Kevin Shaw. Kevin, hello and welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us. Hi, thanks for having me on. So Kevin, what is the elevator pitch for Mind Your Own Business? It is a half hour show that helps take entrepreneurs to the next level through mentorship and guidance from our hosts. One of them is you, of course, and you're a blind entrepreneur. One of them is me. Yes, of course, and we'll talk hopefully a little bit more about your journey as an entrepreneur. You do have a co-host on Mind Your Own Business, Pradeep Sangha. Tell me a little bit more about Pradeep and what his role on the program is. Pradeep is a, um, a, a fine gentleman. He was a, he was a great co-host. He's done so much in the business world. Uh, his specialty is helping companies prepare for what's called succession. So if you've got a small business, you're at home, maybe you're just working out of your garage, you're maybe working out of a, a room that you've converted into an office at home, maybe you've got one or two staff. What happens if, heaven forbid, you get hit by a school bus or uh, you, you happen to uh, pass away prematurely? What happens to your business? Mm-hmm. So Pradeep helps companies navigate that process and, and has learned a lot about the business world uh, with uh, digging into companies and, and planning succession so that if something were to happen or if, let's say, a founder were to get sick and they couldn't maintain the business any longer, they could uh, then turn to, let's say, somebody in the family who's been trained up as, uh, you know, to, to simply step in and, and take over the business. So mm-hmm. uh, Pradeep has, has done that and he's mentored a lot of businesses with, um, with thinking about those, those big picture questions and, and he's uh, made a great co-host because of that. And of course, you have been an entrepreneur, I mean, at least 10, 15, 20 years now of having your own business. Tell me a little bit about your journey, Kevin. 
my journey started back when I was in, well, I was in high school and uh, I happened to, I went to music camp, Scarborough Music Camp, and I made recordings of the final concert of all the bands. And I used to, um, uh, I used to intern at this, uh, at this place where I could just do a little bit of audio editing and, and kind of sweeten the, the audio. And I made cassettes and, and sold them to, to my fellow campers. Mm-hmm. And um, it was sort of the first online business. This is going back to the days of bulletin board systems, uh, which was <laughs> sort of pre, uh, pre-World Wide Web. So I guess I was uh, learning a lot about, about e-commerce and so forth. But um, I actually began my career in the live entertainment and, um, and broadcasting space. I, I worked as a DJ uh, for a number of years. Uh, I went to Ryerson, uh, well, I guess now it's called Toronto Metropolitan University, mm-hmm. for their radio and television arts program. I left, nobody would hire me as, as basically somebody who was blind. And I thought, well, you know, I might as well just work for myself. And I, I freelanced as a DJ and um, I freelanced as an audio uh, producer as well as a music producer. Mm-hmm. And that was my first uh, kind of taste of entrepreneurship because you're basically uh, in charge of your own schedule. You've got to go out and find clients. You have to uh, go out and plan things. And I did that for about seven years or so. And I, le- I then landed a full-time gig working in radio. I was a full-time commercial radio producer at a small campus station up in North York and uh, did that for for about eight years or so. And then got the real entrepreneurship bug. I got the, the tech entrepreneurship bug. And I launched a company called the Tell Me TV, which was a, a video on demand platform with, with described movies and, and TV, TV shows, uh, proverbial Netflix for the blind, if you will. <laughs> and while I was doing that, um, the market matured around us and, and a number of players started offering described video on their movies and TV shows. So, you know, the Netflixes and Amazons and, and Hulus of the, of the world started to do described video. And, and I basically had, was kind of left with little choice, but to sort of wind down my company. Mm. And I then joined CNIB. I ran a national entrepreneurship program for them for a couple of years and uh, really dug into building digital products for them as well. I built a, a, an iPhone game called the Venture Zone Game. Um, with my my great assistant Jacqueline and and we um, we basically built this game that actually taught people how to run a business on on a fully accessible iPhone game and um, while concurrent to that because we entrepreneurs are glutton for punishment I, I started up another company called Menuvox that um, is basically a a uh, it's an app that it's an app and service actually that pushes. Mm restaurant menus to your phone based on your location oh, cool. and um it's uh it's fully accessible um uh, we're just did some testing with it today and and um hoping to have it out uh, very soon but that's basically my my entrepreneurial journey Oh, that's breaking news on the pulse about your new company. Uh, Kevin, you know, one of the things that resonates with your story, and it also resonated with Amy Lock, uh, Amy, who's the, fu- the founder of Lockwood, who's the person you interview, who's on episode one of the show, is this idea that because of one's disability, it's harder to fit into or work in the corporate world or to work in a company. How much of your journey was 
would you say the result of inaccessibility in employment and how much of that was your own creative impetus and your desire to do something unique that other people weren't really doing or talking about? When I think back about my career, I could have gone, you know, sort of the traditional route, which, and, and I did that for a while where uh, I made a resume and I went to all of the, you know, all of the career workshops and the, uh, you know, CNIB employment fairs and, and uh, you know, did, did all of those things where you were sort of expected to kind of get a traditional sort of nine to five job. But mm. I, I guess you could say I was an artist. I, I, I was into the technical arts. Um, so again, with, with, <laughs> with music and stuff, you know, recording bands and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And really that sector is made of people who either they fought to do what they wanted to do. They did it as a hobby and it turned into a career, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, sort of a corporate nine to five thing where you're handing in a resume and you're, you're meeting with each HR and so forth. That's all, that's all new to me. Um, and so I, I didn't really count on that as being a, um, you know, a surefire win for my career. Uh, I am the type of person that always has to have something happening in my life. And so I'm, so okay, let me teach myself how to DJ. Okay, let me go and do that, and um, and and then figure that out. Okay, I really like working in recording studios. Let me go figure that out. And um, you know, I, I got a job in radio, kind of the traditional way. I applied and and I I got a call and they said you know come in for an interview and I I handed them a resume and a, and a covering letter and all of that stuff and um, I didn't. I didn't go to the CNIBs of the world and say, Hey, this is the sector I want to work in. You guys have to help me. And, and why aren't you helping me? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm owed this because I'm somebody who's blind. Um, I really kind of carved my own path because I was just, uh, mm-hmm. I was stubborn and impatient and, uh, you know, just really wanted to get to work. And to quote the Fleetwood Mac song, you wanted to go your own way. Hey, listen, uh, tell me a little bit about um, season one of Mind Your Own Business. Who are some of the entrepreneurs that we meet over the course of the season? So uh, the entrepreneurs that we meet come from a wide variety of backgrounds. Uh, when I was approached to do, to do the show, uh, we originally thought that it was going to be just just folks with, with sight loss, and um, they do make up you know, a, a significant portion of the entrepreneurs on the show. Mm. Uh, but it's folks with, you know, a broad range of, of disabilities. Uh, so you mentioned Amy and, and Amy's a, a fantastic entrepreneur who's making wooden toys uh, to promote inclusion. And um, uh, she was great. Um, there are two ladies that I worked with at CNIB, Natalie and Serena, and they have an accessibility consulting company called Two Canes Consulting, which I think is a great name. And then uh, uh, Denise Justin um, is the founder of Say Hello to Blindness. We worked with Denise again at, um, at, at CNIB on, on her business. And um, it's basically a fashion line with, with writing in Braille and print that says Say Hello on it. And, um, uh, and then one of, I think one of the coolest entrepreneurs that, that we had on the program is... Uh, a uh, young lady named uh, Taylor Lindsay Noel, and uh, Taylor was a um, was on her way to the Olympics, basically training um, as part of uh, 
uh, Team Canada's uh, gymnastics team, uh, certainly on that pathway, and had a, a catastrophic injury, which which caused her to be disabled. And mm-hmm. she then uh, launched a a tea company, a loose leaf tea company, and um, uh, that got picked up by by O Magazine, um, you know, mm-hmm. Oprah's people and made it into a list, a list of Oprah's favorite things. And, and the company just kind of took off from there. So those are just some of the stories that, uh, that you'll see on season one. Um, it really runs a gamut from, from folks that are sort of in school and, and doing things. We, we meet, um, uh, we meet a gentleman who's, who's working with some folks at, uh, at Laurier on developing a kind of like a tea bag that goes in your compost so your garbage doesn't smell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all the way up to, you know, to folks running, running tea companies and real estate agents and toy makers and, um, you know, Chris Stegas, who's, who's done, uh, you know, work with a, a cup that goes on your wheelchair for, you know, that won't fall off when you go through a doorway. And um, so it's everything from, from kind of traditional, what we call kind of, you know, white collar work all the way up to, you um, uh, you know, very inventive and innovative uh, inventions that are that are really changing the lives of people that they're interacting with. So that's that's the sum up of uh, of season one. Now, other participants are people with established or newly established businesses, or are you taking people who may have an idea and they're trying to get on that path and start that journey of becoming an entrepreneur? Like, who gets to be a part of the show? I'd say mo- pretty much all of the. Uh, all of the entrepreneurs that we have on the show are what we would say is, you know, in market. So they've got customers, they're, they're talking to, po- to folks who are willingly giving them money to, to, to help their business and, and in exchange for a product or service. Really, you know, there are a lot of folks out there that are still at the, the ideation stage where they're maybe thinking of ideas, hey, what's, what's going to stick, what's going to work. But uh, most of the folks that we talk to are established businesses. The real difference here is that, and really the premise of the show is a lot of folks who, uh, you know, are in business are thinking of like, okay, I was able to do, uh, you know, a, a basic product or a basic service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the show comes along with, with myself and Pradeep and our, our mentors. And we say, how do we, how do we take your business to the next level? And mm-hmm. where, where are you now? And where do you want to go? And as to where they want to go, we, we want to get there within a very short period of time because, uh, you know, folks just watch a 22 minute show on TV, but they don't realize that it's taken like a couple of months to record the show. Uh, so we meet the entrepreneurs first, uh, they talk to our mentors, and then, and then there's some follow up after that. And we just kind of take this maybe four to six week window and figure out where you know, where's your business gone? How, how have you succeeded in, in those, um, you know, in those four to six weeks? And uh, that's really the premise of the show. See, Kevin, you and I are what I call sharing a brain, because I was about to ask you about the mentors. They kind of come in in the middle of the program with like the first episode that I watched with Amy, they kind of do this lovely um, documentary style, um, you know, a, a review of, of, of Amy and her product and her journey. And, you know, you, you, you spend a couple of minutes with Amy getting to know her as a person, and then you go in and you have all these mentors taking questions from Amy and offering advice. Tell us about the mentors. Well, we have three mentors on the program, mm-hmm. uh, Karen, Henny, and um, Jasmine. 
and they they all come from very different backgrounds. So uh, you know, Karen comes from the world of of uh, it, it, it's great. Her 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 Twitter handle is built for retail, mm-hmm. and um, so she comes from the from the tech entrepreneur world and understands the you know, the retail space. Uh, Jasmine uh, comes from the banking space with with business development bank and. Um, you know, understanding what, uh, you know, what we call deal flow is. So deal flow is, is, you know, how do you, how do you finance your company and get to the point where you can, you can get investors on interested and on board. And Henny is our, you know, he's our, our marketing uh, expert mm-hmm. and uh, he understands the social media side and, and, you know, kind of the new sort of hip way of, of marketing your company in, in the 21st century. And so that kind of builds up, you know, this this uh, you know this panel of, of three really great entrepreneurs who bring different perspectives. And as you saw in the first episode, you know, Karen is is giving Amy advice on, you know, sort of the bricks and mortar. Like here's, you know, you've got to think about insurance and you've got to think about the physical space that you're in. And you know, Jasmine's coming at it with a you know with a different perspective from from the finance side. Look at your numbers, figure out what's working, and then you know, Henny's like, get a TikTok account, and you know, <laughs> um, you know, get get your get your name out there on TikTok. And um, so they they bring these these really interesting perspectives, which is great. I I, I just love the mentors. Um, you know, in some of the episodes, you're actually going to see them disagree on on a few things, which is mm, you know, I think makes really for nice. some great. Yeah, TV? and it makes for great TV, <laughs> and um, uh, so so those are the mentors, and and I, I'm really glad that they've been a part of the show. Yeah, no, it sounds incredible. But if you don't mind, I'm gonna rain on your parade just a little bit. Um, the thing is, my dad owned a business, and he had a small business, and when things were going well things were going well. But when that revenue streamed right up to a trickle, then, you know, you had to make some tough choices about the business. And I think if you're, and maybe you'll, I I hope you'll agree with me on this, but there's less of a safety net for a person with a disability who might be an entrepreneur. I mean, they don't really have as many options for going into traditional employment if the business doesn't work out. Have you, in light of your experience, had to have conversations with some of the participants on the show, either, you know, as part of the program or just offline even, about how to manage that risk and the realities of being a person with a disability in in, in, an, in an ableist world, trying to make it on your own? I did at CNIB when I worked there with our, our entrepreneurs, and, and of course, some of them are, are on the show now. Um, but we really wanted to kind of bridge that world of, of okay, well, you're out here and you're working for yourself and, you know, what happens when the business goes south? Mm-hmm. And generally the advice that I give folks is that you're not, you're not out there in a silo running your, I mean, some folks are where, you know, we live in an economy now where if you're a, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a blogger, you can basically just take your laptop and travel the world and write a blog. And, and you know, if you get a lot of people reading it, you can, you can certainly make a living off of that. Mm-hmm. But that's not a traditional thing. Uh, in a business, you you have to network. You have to uh, talk to customers, and you have to talk to suppliers, and you've got to talk to other folks in your industry, and you have to talk to folks in your, you know, in the in the business improvement area of your of your of your town or city. And so, in those cases where your business, let's say, fails, it's not all for for naught. You've mm-hmm. made connections along the way. You have. Um, you know, built up what we call your social capital. And generally what I found is that folks who 
are in the disability community can can you know prove their worth and and show their expertise by the fact that they've that they've taken that risk and gone out and done that business for um, you know maybe four or five years before let's say market conditions changed and they they had to shut things down or they had to you know make some serious cuts in those four or five years they've maybe met people along the way who can, can say you know what we need someone like you in our business and and that's what's happened to me i've i've had folks you know chase me and say hey you've done so much with accessibility and and building accessible products can you can you come here and work for us mm-hmm. and i mean that's a that's a great thing and and um you know if you focus on on one area of of your uh you know of your life being your business um, you're going to build that social capital and you're going to build that 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 knowledge base and that expertise that nobody else is going to have. And, um, you know, I think that can be a, a, a safety net of sorts. Mm. Oh, that's really well said, Kevin. So, Kevin, we've only got about 30 seconds left on the clock. Can you tell us where we can catch the program? Uh, so Mind Your Own Business is on every Wednesday night at uh, 8 p.m. We've done eight episodes, so it's uh, on over the summer. And it's right uh, on AMI-tv, so uh, nothing to log into or watch uh, online. But if you want to watch it online, you can at AMI.ca. Thank you very much, Kevin. It was a pleasure chatting with you about it. Thanks for having me on. Kevin Shaw is the co-host of Mind Your Own Business and also a blind entrepreneur. That's all the time we have for today. So I would really want to thank Kevin for coming on the program. That was blind entrepreneur Kevin Shaw, who is the co-host of a new AMI-tv show called Mind Your Own Business. Mind Your Own Business airs on AMI-tv Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it's also available afterwards for your viewing pleasure on AMI.ca. Let me bring in Nasreen Abdul-Majid, who is one of the boldest women I know. Nasreen, are you an entrepreneur, my friend? I am. And it, he reminded are. me of how I started off as uh, being a DJ because oh. I started it off while I was, um, it was still a hobby of mine. Mm. And, uh, and then I, I decided to make it as a side career and that was, you know, going to be my, I, and you know what he, you brought it up where having a disability is uh, is not the most secure thing to fall back on when it comes to having a, a second mm-hmm. option for a job or something like that. And that just reminded me of that. But I'm the type of person that I don't like, you know, sitting around. I, I'm a hustler and <laughs> I get bored real quick. That's amazing. And, you know, it, it's a great way to keep busy. It's a good way to build connections. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I... Uh, I'm a very cautious person. I was always worried about the business not working out and, you know, investing a lot of money and having nothing to show for it, or even going into huge amounts of debt over some business that just didn't take off. So I really loved what Kevin said towards the end about the inherent potential and the possibilities when you are a person with a disability and you take on a business and how that opens up opportunities for you. And people say, wow, you know, you're willing to take a risk. And I am the glass half empty kind of person. And I'm really glad we had Kevin on the program, who's kind of, mm-hmm. who's definitely a glass half full uh, kind of guy and has such an incredible journey and such an incredible amount of wisdom. And what I really like about the show, and indeed, one of the things I really respected about Kevin as an individual is his willingness to pay it forward. 
the show is meant to help people with disabilities who are trying to make some tough choices about their business. And instead of trying to figure out everything all by themselves, this show is going to give them the opportunity to talk to an amazing panel with amazing amounts of expertise and ask those questions they're probably pondering but they don't know who to ask. And then yeah. even before that, with some of the work that Kevin's done at CNIB, how many lives have been changed? Because Kevin and people like Kevin said, you know what, if the traditional world of employment isn't working out for you, try to start your own business. I really, I said it at the beginning of the program and I'll say it again, it's not for me. I admit it. I am as cautious as they come, Nisreen, but I um, have so much respect for anyone who is an entrepreneur, has ever been an entrepreneur, and especially if that person is a person with a disability, because what you're doing when you are an entrepreneur or self-employed in any capacity as a person with a disability is, yes, you're right, you are a hustler, but you are essentially showcasing your abilities. Hey, Nisreen, I'm glad to hear um, that the DJing is going well. Um but at, at this point, we're at the end of our set. Um, I mean, the end of the show. So thank you very much for chatting with us today. For chatting of with me course. today. <laughs> thank you. Nisreen Abdulmajid is the technical producer for The Pulse. And Andy Frank is the manager for AMI Audio. That's all the time we have today. Thanks a lot for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.